Wardcast episode 124, go. I'm Dylan Alvento, and today I'm joined by Felix Kramer. Hello. Indie game producer extraordinaire and general doer of things at many different companies. How's it going, Felix? It's good. It's good. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I heard I'm getting tired, Felix, today. How how true is that? (laughs) It's pretty it's pretty accurate. You're not wrong. Uh some days you get up and you're like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Just just no. Uh but but the nice thing about podcasts is that no one has to see me. So they don't need to know that I'm in my pajamas and that I haven't showered at eleven in the morning. So But but providing that description it helps a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now that I've told you, you can imagine it in all my glory. Yeah. Right. So, so what kind of exhaustion are we talking about? We're we talking post pack South exhaustion, pre GDC exhaustion. Yeah, pre GDC. So it's so it's a little bit of both. Um, pack South was a little while ago, and luckily I uh, I came down with the, the pretty bad case of Pax Pox from mm-hmm. Pax. Uh, and by when I say luckily, I mean it really forced me to sort of like chill out for a week like i i had to you know though i had no choice um so i uh so that's you know the life of a freelancer you only really you only really go on vacation when you get sick it's not <laughs> healthy folks at home don't do that that's that's terrible but um yeah so i i got sick and that sucked and uh and then i was really good for about a week and then i realized i think on thursday that gdc is like a month away and mm-hmm. i started to sweat you know, like it's like five <laughs> weeks away. I started to sweat a little bit and was like, oh, cool, cool, cool. I only have 12,000 things to do between now and then. Uh, and I'm kind of tired because I'm I'm coming up on, I'm going on pseudo vacation next week. Uh, it's not really vacation. It's right. A, you're doing the Joko cruise. Yeah, right? I'm doing the Joko cruise. And for those that don't know, the Joko cruise is a convention on a boat. Uh, the way I pitch it always is like, all right, imagine uh, like packs unplugged, packs for board games. But instead of three or four days it's seven days and instead of in a convention center uh which has like limited access to food and and other such things you're in the middle of the ocean on a boat uh with unlimited access to pretty much you know anything in terms of food and uh and then that boat is just you're just there's no internet and you're just locked on that boat with all the attendees of said unplugged type packs just, just in this confined space for seven. I don't know days. if I want that. Do and I want like, that? There's nothing you can do about it. Right, right. So, 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 so when I pitch it, it doesn't. It sounds like my absolute worst nightmare. Like that easily sounds like the worst I can think of. It turns out it's really fun. It's really, really fun. Now give yourself vertigo, and make uh, make the TV only play one film per day on loop. That film being <laughs> that film for one of those days being X Men Apocalypse, and oh, you great. watch it and you watch it eight times in one day that's that was my experience last year it was phenomenal i loved every second with it i have i have a i have a stockholm syndrome relationship with x-men apocalypse now where i can describe (laughs) to you all the things i love about it and why it's good to me why it's such a good movie and why it loves me very much uh but yeah so that's that's joko cruise and it's a lot of fun there's some incredible guests on there like i do not deserve to be on that roster it's it's uh it's some really really high quality comedians high quality 
musicians and uh, and then me i don't really i've been like, introducing felix kramer yeah yeah yeah. they do game stuff it's like basically what it says on my bio that's it it's just like everybody else is like oh they were an actor for 15 years michael ian black is a renowned com- comedian and like felix kramer has done some games so done some indie game stuff a couple things not many some things so yeah that's interesting because i knew nothing i i know nothing about the the cruise so i was just like uh, I, okay, you're on a cruise, and then you listen to Jonathan Colton play the whole time. Like, I, yeah, yeah. That was, so, that was... so that's, that's the other thing is I don't listen to Joko's music. Like, I've heard the Portal song, and that's it, right? Like, right. I'm not into um, I don't know what what you call it, like like nerd folk, right? Like, it's not nerdcore, although they do have nerdcore people on there. But uh, I'm not really into folky nerd music. Uh, I. Which is, it's, yeah, I don't know why. I, I guess I just haven't given it a shot, really. Other than, like, they might be giants, I guess, which kind of classifies because they think about science and shit, right? Right. But, um, yeah, so so no, that's not the case. It's like a variety show every night. So every night there's a new, like, stage performance and different comedians perform and um, there's, like, an opening act and a main act. And, and yeah, so um, it's not just Joko singing on a boat for seven <laughs> just days just walking down the hall just walking the... down the hallway yeah yeah just like with the guitar singing sunday straight although that would also be great i feel like i don't know any of his music but i feel like just that idea would be really great so. he just sings the ikea song over and over that's like one Does of the an three IKEA songs song? and yeah it, yeah All right. it's pretty good I'm I'm sure he's very talented he's been, he's quite, <laughs> you know that portal song I, is like all right yeah <laughs> So, so I should probably listen to some of his music before I go on the, on the cruise. Yeah, study up. Yeah. Well, the other part that you need to know is that I get vertigo. So I have, I don't get seasick, but I have vertigo. So that means that by day four or so on the ship, if I go on the land, I just Uh-oh. still am spinning. I'm still swaying. Right. Wow. And then by okay. the time I get home, I'm swaying. Like the whole house is swaying for like two to three weeks. Um, and I'm kind of like walking on the house like Lucille too from Arrested Development. I don't know if you yeah, remember. Yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. exactly what I was thinking of. Perfect, perfect. You got me. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. what I look like. Where okay, I'm just like cool. holding on to things and kind of like coasting <laughs> around the house like a toddler, you know, after right before they learn to walk and they're just like holding on to things. That's and, me. And eventually you'll be cured and then someone will drive you around in a convertible in a Corvette, with the yeah, roof down. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Precisely. Yeah, that's that's the dream. Living the Lucille too dream over here. So, yeah. <laughs> Great. The uh yeah I I think I watched that as far that in depth to Arrested Development because I've had to I've tried to watch that show like multiple times because my girlfriend's trying to get me to watch it and every time I'm just like ah. yeah so I'm rewatching it right now and by rewatching it I mean like you know when you work from home uh, oftentimes you just throw something I mean I do at least I know a lot of people that do this you just throw something on the TV in the background that you've maybe already seen but that's like easy listening but the but like the the jokes per minute are pretty high, right? So yeah. you can like tune in and tune out. Like the office is great for that too, where you just tune in to like a Dwight moment or like a, you know, a Craig Robinson moment or something. And you're like, oh, okay, that was really funny. Um, and, and Arrest Development is like that for me now, but I will admit that on rewatch this year, I'm realizing just how deeply racist and like transphobic the show is from the get go. Um, and yeah, that's some problematic shit. That's like not great. And, you know, like I imagine it was made in 2002 or whatever it was. Right. So I imagine that, um, you know, I would like to think that if we did the same format of show these days, we would be a little more sensitive to that stuff. But there's no excuse for it. Right. So it's 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 been a tough rewatch. It's been a tough rewatch because there's a lot of there's a lot of homophobic and transphobic and pretty, pretty just straight up racist shit. So 
Yeah, there's some racist shit in uh because my girlfriend and I just finished watching the entirety of The Office because I've never seen all of mm. it. I've mm-hmm. I've gotten up to like season five or whatever, and then for as long as they had Steve Carell on the show, like that was like part of that character's shtick is that he was being racist unintentionally, but like it was still like pretty bad. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah, it's I don't not. Know how I feel about this? How many times can you make a racist joke f- for a character and they don't learn? And it's still funny, right? Like how many times can yeah. it can it be like for how many seasons can you get away with being like casually racist as a gag? And the answer to me is like one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like like, you know, I found um Michael Scott really painful. Uh and not just in like I lo- I kinda love um what it was vicarious embarrassment. Like I kind of love that that feeling where I like have to push myself to the edge and like I can't I feel so embarrassed for them and that kind of thing. But like so the ones that aren't racist, I love that. But the parts where he is being extremely racist uh and sexist, I find it really, really tough. So yeah, it's a it's a tough rewatch. They're all tough, man. That's it's that that uh, early two thousands <laughs> For some reason, all of us were like, yeah, this is okay to laugh about, right? Right, everybody? Right? right. <laughs> some people laugh. might argue it's still okay to laugh about. Right, and it's yeah. Like, mm. yeah, the, uh, I'm going to, um, this is, this is going to be my hill that I'm going to die on is, uh, I feel like the office got better once Steve Carell left. You know what? I feel the same way. Um, I think for the first, um, season, you know, as the, when they were, um, uh, basically carbon copy of the, uk office it was right. a good shtick like i think it was i think he was a great proxy for ricky gervais but um but yeah i think i think as soon as he left uh i think a lot of the characters got to shine a little bit more in a different way you know and then there was, there was growth right like i found yeah. like andy's character yeah so they couldn't afford to make michael scott grow in his role because and like you know as a person because that was the whole gag right and so he had to exit for that to but yeah i agree i actually would strangely agree with you yeah, and it's mostly because of that, like, I would get so uncomfortable when he would do something uncomfortable. I would literally, like, sit there and with my hands over my ears and just be like, I need to, like, sensory deprive myself of the situation until the gag is done. And then, yep. like, pay attention to the, the parts that I like. You know what show doesn't have that as much is Parks and Rec. And I quite like yes. Parks and Rec. I think Parks and Rec is the better office in a lot of ways. And I, that's, they're not comparable. They're, you can't compare them. Comparable? Comparable? What is that? How do you pronounce comparable. that word? Comparable. Yeah, comparable. both. Yeah. I, I, both I like might comparable work. better. Yeah, comparable better. Yeah. Uh, anyway, they're not comparable in a lot of ways. But um, for throwing on the background stuff, I find Parks and Rec is just gloriously. It's got just such good characters and strong, strong writing. So, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Agree. Totally All right. Well, agree. welcome to the, uh, the um, Felix and Dylan uh TV yeah, show review hour. <laughs> what are uh, games? What are yeah? What are games? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Felix, tell me about games. Pick any game. Uh pick a game and I'm playing Monster Hunter right now. Oh, okay. And uh, by that I mean I've played two missions and they took me a really long time and I got frustrated and uh, will never stop playing the game. Like I got so frustrated that I was like, no, now I'm committed. You know that like. Almost like sunk cost, but it's emotional cost. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, okay. like it's like sunk cost, but usually sunk cost fallacy is like time or money. This one's specifically like, no, um, just I emotion. spent so much time being frustrated now that I will conquer this game and I will love it. Uh, and uh, you can see how I develop uh, Stockholm Syndrome <laughs> <laughs> with many different forms of media. But um, yeah, it's good. It's really good. It's beautiful. It's, it's fucking gorgeous. It's outrageous. Can I swear on your podcast? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Swear oh, away. Good. Uh, yeah, it's really great. 
and uh, and I I really like it, and the mechanics are really good. And I wish that I had uh, time, energy, and money to make a game as big as that, because that's it's a very big game. It's a big, large game. Yeah. Um, and I do not. I make indie games, so that's never going to be the case, right? So oh well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. There's still some awesome indie games out there, such as Tunic. Oh, thank you. Yes. Yeah. Good segue. Yes. Excellent. Uh, yeah. Tunic is an action adventure that I'm working on with um, the solo developer, Andrew Schuldice. He is a lovely individual. Uh, and he uh, is doing... So the, the pitch of the game is that it is an action adventure about a tiny fox in a big world where you fight monsters and discover secrets, explore the countryside. And uh, it's very, very cute. Very, 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 very cute. Um, and Andrew, who is making the game in the cold, frigid north of Canada, um, if there are any other parts of Canada. <laughs> right. I was about to say, I was yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm in America, so aren't isn't all of Canada all of cold? cold? Cold and frigid and north, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so he's working on it in Halifax, Nova Scotia, and uh, he does everything. He does art, animation, programming, design, writing, forgetting an aspect of, of game I dev. can't handle that. Yeah, and, just... then, and then he has an amazing sound team. Power Up Audio is doing the sound, and then uh, Lifeformed, Terrence, is doing the soundtrack. And then I uh, am doing a bunch of the biz dev slash PR stuff, and we've paired with Finji as our publisher, and they right. are helping out quite a bit with um, everything. They just, they're they are such a great, they're so great. Um, and for those of you that aren't familiar with Finji, they did uh, Night in the Woods. They published Night in the Woods. And they are making a game. They're first and foremost, they are developers, and they're making a game called Overland. Um, and Adam Saltzman has been um, a designer in the industry for since indie was a thing. And uh, Becca is the CEO, and she's incredible. And uh, we, Adam's been helping Andrew a lot with design and and you know getting the game sort of scoped properly. And uh, and then Becca and I handle all the business and PR and all that other jazz. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, it was awesome talking to Becca at uh, PAX South when she's I had her on the podcast. The she's an awesome person. Yeah, she's the best. Uh, and uh, we 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 highlighted Tunic and Overland on oh, the uh, the Hidden Gems panel. And uh, Andrew actually reached out to me and was like, thank you so much for talking about it. I was like, you're Aww. welcome. He's the sweetest. You know, it's like, it's really frustrating because he's, you know, he's doing this entire game by himself and it looks incredible and it plays incredible. And then on top of it, he's like the nicest dude in the world and he's like good looking and sweet and you're just like <laughs> give us something like leave a little bit to the rest of us like anything please you know and so nope he's hogging all of it all the all the good stuff thanks Overall. andrew really appreciate yeah. it yeah what a jackass yeah, yeah. <laughs> screw screw tunic you know what no <laughs> about face here uh, but yeah. yeah um yeah and you're also helping out with uh with genesis noir right yeah so genesis noir is um is a game uh, set before it's a it's a point and click adventure set before during and after the Big Bang. It's like a su- surreal Ooh. space adventure. Yeah. So you, uh, I won't give away too much actually because it's it it you know what like the the pitch is that that much of the pitch is usually enough to get people to go what the hell. So check it out genesisnoirgame.com. Um, and we've got a Kickstarter running right now that's got actually uh, how many days left on that? Four it's days. Like three or four, right? Four yeah. days left. Yeah. Yeah, it's doing pretty good. We're gonna do a live stream this weekend, and they're gonna do a bunch of art. It's this beautiful minimalist game. Um, it's all black and white and noiry, and uh, it's fucking yeah, it's just gorgeous. It's two guys in New York City, um, yeah, and a, another small team, just full of full of talent. So, 
Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's a good. You know, it's funny. Uh, like indie games in general, I've noticed that the the size of the team just does not correlate to like <laughs> the scope of the game at all. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just, they have nothing to do with each other, right? Triple A is a lot easier to be like, well, this game was made by two hundred people and cost four hundred million dollars, you know? And they're like, okay, right. Uh, and look at it, you can tell, you know, but with indie games, sometimes you look at it and you're like, wow, this team must have been like 20 people and it's it's one person. Or you say like, oh, wow, this team, this, this is really, really tight, solid gameplay. Like, I wonder if one or two people made it and it turns out it was like 20 people, you know, and you're like, oh, okay, cool. That nothing correlates whatsoever. So. Pretty right, cool. which is which is like a, a both like a good and bad thing. It's like you know everyone like everyone wants to take on the amount of work that they feel comfortable with doing, and then share around the rest or like however many mm-hmm. uh, you know people they want to uh, collaborate with. But then you know, but then it's hard to communicate to the general audience of like you know the amount of labor, the amount of work right. that goes into one of these, and then the the interpretation of value that people want from that. Oh, well, that's a whole thing too, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, it's so tough. I uh, I go through this with Polytron all the time. So um, I work, I also am producer of Polytron. I didn't, I don't think I mentioned that yet, but, um, and we're, we just finished porting Fez to iOS. And, uh, and, you know, like if I port Fez, if I, if I launch Fez on any other platform, like whatever platform, right? Um, it launches at 10 bucks. And it, there's just something every time I look at Fez and think about how it launched at $10 six years ago uh, and that people were upset that it was, it dared to cost that much. Right. And like today I wouldn't launch Fez for under 20 bucks. I mean, there's just no way, you know, like, like double the price that they launched it at to begin with. Um, I think, I think that sort of anticipated value has, even though it is still problematic and a lot of gamers and people that don't know how to value indie games do complain Still, we've gone. We have we have definitely increased um, expectations on some scale. Like on for some games, it's gone up. For other games, it's plummeted. You know, like some games are expected to cost like three or four dollars on Steam now, and other right. games are are expected to cost you know twenty or thirty. So it's a really weird industry now compared to where it was six years ago. It's sort of this bizarre. And the real reason, like the most often reason I saw Fez getting hate was that it was pixel art. How dare a game that not have three D graphics? cost ten dollars right which is like such a weird i don't know anybody that thinks that way anymore like i don't i mean i don't know i don't know if you know anyone that thinks that way anymore but like a pixel art but it just by virtue of having a certain art style doesn't doesn't dictate your price point anymore necessarily so um yeah it's it's just changed so much it's really it's a a weird world yeah and i think i think like the most important front on that like that needs like like mobile definitely needs to kind of push outside the expectations of of price because they've just been trapped so long in and like oh it's got to be it, it can't be any more than $5 and even that's being generous but like you know most mobile games if if they're not free to play it's been like a couple bucks but then you see like uh like you know Fraxis released Civ 6 on there and yeah. they said $60 there you yeah. go which i was so for right like if anyone can try yeah. it out it's going to be for Axis. Like if anybody wants to give that a shot, that model a shot and see how it works out, please let it be Civ, right? The game that, that like people will buy anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and yeah, so I'm really, I mean, I would love to see, you know, iPad games and iPhone games cost more money um, over time. Cause I think it's a valid, you know, some, some games don't play quite as well, right? Like I would admit that Fez doesn't play quite as well as it does on a, on a controller, but 
it would be nice to see games that are made for iOS specifically with, you know, using gestures and using controls natively uh, cost more because it's a valid, it's a valid portable system, you know? Um, yeah. With Civ 6, I was like, yeah, like this, the, like this makes sense. Like, you know, if it's the exact same game and then a civilization strategy based game, like make would, would translate well to touch. But like when, like the previous, like higher price games were things like, you know, Square's back catalog or like Rockstar's back catalog. And I would look at those and be like, uh, like, it's not like the value here in me is not like, oh, I'm not going to pay $15, $20 for a re-release of Final Fantasy, whichever. But it's more like, is is the experience reduced or impacted in a way due to the touch interface? Yeah, and I mean, if no, if the answer is no, I just don't see a reason for it to not cost as much as it would on anything else, right? Uh, no, I granted, rarely that reason is... No, right. Most of the time, or really, that that case is not. It's not the case. No, most of the time, it does. Uh, it does change the way you play the game, and it probably suffers a little bit, and depending on what game it is. But I mean, I don't know. I bought um, my most often game played on the iPad is Heroes of Might and Magic Three. <laughs> okay. Which they, which they definitely ported to the iPad, which is the most dangerous shit ever because it's just so. I have so much nostalgia tied up in that game, and. Uh, and it's it's great. Like I think a lot of the older games, like Baldur's Gate, was also really great on iPad, in my opinion. Like I loved it. Yeah. I played the crap out of that game on iPad. So, um, Dragon Quest, not so much. Dragon Quest Eight, not so much. Yeah, that one was not yeah. as good. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. So I don't know. I but it still cost twenty five bucks or whatever it cost, right? And I still paid for it. Um, it didn't cost eighty or whatever the frig I paid for Dragon Quest Eight on PS Two. <laughs> I'm assuming eighty back in the day because like that's how much games cost. Right. Um, but yeah, anyway, I agree. I would love to see more and more games just costing more and people kind of getting that value out of it, right? Because like, at the end of the day, pretty much any game you buy, you're going to get value out of it if you play, if you if you just put yourself into it. Like, I, you know, I mean, sure, there are exceptions to that, but a lot of games that people complain about not being worth what they think it's worth, they're, uh, it's not, it's just not up, I don't think it's up to them. I don't think it's right. their call. So Yeah, like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's the yeah. developer's call to, yeah. to determine the price point and then it's the purchaser's call to like buy it or, or walk away agreed yeah yeah so yeah anyway it's an interesting conversation that just keeps popping back up mm. <laughs> refusing to go away i just don't think it'll ever go away right i think that um yeah i think i think the industry as the industry changes and as as you know tech changes as well right and like um sort of the frequency with which games are being released it's all it's all factors in there, and it's it's a pretty scary world. But as a developer, it's so scary. Starting a game, you know, you start to make a game. It takes you two or three years to finish it, and in those two or three years, the industry shifts significantly. And suddenly, the game that you were hoping to sell for twenty bucks isn't selling on Steam for twenty bucks anymore. It's selling for seven ninety nine, you know. Right. And so now you've got to sell over double the copies to recoup the, that you previously thought you had to sell, and that's terrifying. Right. And it rarely happens the other way around. It's almost never that you started the game and it was only worth 10 bucks when you started and it suddenly everybody's selling it for 25 now. Like that's not, you know, that's not a thing you can bank on at least. So uh, <laughs> there, there, there's eight Ethereum in each copy of this game. <laughs> Fuck. Oh no. <laughs> uh, let's get into crypto trading, Felix. Let's, let's talk. Let's, okay, wait, let's what kind, what kind of blockchain technology is going to be in Tunic? <laughs> Tell me about it. This is this is the thing. I can't believe this conversation hasn't come up in my circles before where like the game jam idea is to make a game that that like mines Bitcoin for you. 
Like the, yeah. the 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 game itself is mining Bitcoin, but only via you playing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you have to pay for it. I don't know. This is great. This is good. I'm gonna. Uh. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna search this on Twitter because I'm sure someone else has come up with this before me, and uh, uh, and it's already been put on blast by all of my friends. <laughs> Not, uh, not not exactly the same thing, but my buddy Momen, uh, at the last Lunadare, he uh, he made a what, what what was the name of the game? It was called Eldax. So it was Lunadare Acid Exchange, and it was just basically like uh, <laughs> just a friggin' like coin like uh, what the what Coinbase or something. Um, and you just you typed in you made up a fake cryptocurrency, and then he had like an algorithm that just randomly like determined its value over time and so you would just trace and then you would have to buy and sell and mm. to like fluctuate the, the price it was basically just you doing your own like pumping and dumping thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but when you started it it was in browser when you started it there was a disclaimer that said while you're playing this it's going to my it's going to use resources on your cpu to mine cryptocurrency and then there was a dialogue tree of like are you okay with this and then so the options were yes or no. And if you hit no, it said, why are you not okay with this? And the options were, I think, like, I think this is wrong. I think cryptocurrency is a bubble. Uh, and there's there's like one or two other ones. And when you hit that, he would then create a auto-generated response of like, I disagree. And then he would give an explanation for why he disagreed. And then the only button left was argue about it on Twitter. And then you would click it and it'd open a new tab. <laughs> Good, it's pretty good. Good game jam. Excellent, yeah, yeah, excellent yeah, game yeah. jam. Yeah. yeah he also solid. didn't have the whole weekend to do it because he was busy one day. So he came and he's like, "All right, here's this is what I'm making," and then just like powered through it in like Angular or whatever. Like, yeah, that's perfect. I love it. Yeah, I think I think game jams are the best for that. Those kinds of like fun, basically joke products. Like that's the shit's. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. it's this interesting arc that you take with game jams, where it's like your first game jam is like it's got to be perfect, it's got to be the best, it's got to be my magnum opus oh boy. in forty eight hours, and then like by three or four game jams in, you're just like whatever, I just yeah, I'm gonna tool around with this technology or whatever. Yeah, I mean, and that's just it. Like I think at first, I think game jams are an excellent way. Anytime someone tells me that they want to get into games, I encourage them to do you know unless they're going into AAA. If they want to get into indie, I encourage them to do as many game jams as, as is humanly possible for them um, online. And uh, and sort of, it's going to teach them way more about their own habits and themselves uh, than it will, um, than, than just trying to apply for a job will. You know, like you're going to come out of that knowing your own habits so much better and knowing, you know, your, your bad habits as well, right? Like um, everybody wants to crunch on their first one and doesn't eat or sleep for 48 hours. And hopefully, prayer hands emoji, everybody... <laughs> Uh, I pray for everybody to to that they don't do that by the you know third or fourth that they're taking it easy and not feeling the pressure the same way and I do worry that um, game jams contribute to like crunch culture a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, I, I actually referenced you saying that uh, when the Walt Williams discussion came up mm, like a couple mm-hmm. months ago and I was like, yeah. you know, Felix said this interesting thing on Twitter is like how much does game jams contribute to the mentality of I have to crunch? Yeah. It's scary, you know, like, I mean, and, but, but at the same time, it could be wielded for such good, like that, the idea that you did crunch on your first, but know that you shouldn't do it in the second or third, or if we could build in within the game jam community language to talk about healthy, healthy jamming and, and, uh, you know, scoping and that kind of thing, I think it could be super powerful, right? It could go one of two ways, you know, you could either lean in and, and come out of it with terrible habits or, or learn so much from it. So, yeah, it's 
pretty cool. Yeah, all of my game jams I do in person because uh, our mutual friend Will Blanton yes. runs the awesome RVA game jams community here in Richmond, and uh, so I think you know if it wasn't for Will, I wouldn't be work- trying to work on games right now. Oh, Will's uh, great. I'm sad he's, he's not awesome. here. Stupid yeah, he's honeymoons. God, God damn it, Will <laughs> being in Cancun with your true love climbing. Yeah, and I'm b- looking pyramids. at his Instagram all the time, and it's super cool, and I'm just angry about it, and oh, it's just. <laughs> We're sitting at home in pajamas, or at least I am. And he's, meanwhile, he's in fucking oh, Cancun. Jesus. Let me look at his Instagram right now and get angry. Look at it. How selfish of him. This is a fucking <laughs> big temple. I don't know where this is, but it's awesome. I bet you aliens built it. Did he get mad? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I, I've never seen Will be mad. I don't think he's capable. I don't think he has the brain chemistry to make be, to be mad. I I also agree. I mean, I've no, I've met the guy for like ten seconds, and I was like, "You were the nicest dude I'll ever meet." Pretty sure, pretty sure he's just the sweetest dude. But uh, I'm definitely gonna say aliens built this. Stand by, I'm posting on his Instagram. This is what I'm doing. Journey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just mad at him. I'm just mad. I'm about to go to Mexico too, and I'm still angry. So Joko goes to Mexico. Joko Cruz okay. goes to Mexico. Okay. It's the answer was, there. Let's, yeah, yeah, I was gonna ask. Is it Pacific or Atlantic? Uh, it's Pacific. It's Laredo and um, La Paz. Where is it? It's uh, JocoCruise.com. Let's find out. Let's find out. Let's learn it's, together. Uh, it's uh, yeah, Cabo San Lucas, Laredo, and La Paz. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's West Coast. Yeah, San Diego down and back again, which is fine. That's fine, right? Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. God, this list of. I don't deserve to be next to N.K. Jamison on a on a list of humans, but I am. Ha! Look at me, I'm so cool. <laughs> I was I was about to be like, no, Felix, don't listen to your inner imposter syndrome, and then you uh, turned it around like, <laughs> I'm got one over on him. Yeah, 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 yeah. I won. I won. Nobody knows that I'm a hack, and that that's the, that's the key, right? Everybody, just in case you're suffering currently sitting at home listening to this, suffering from imposter syndrome. You know, I know a lot of people told me in the beginning. Everybody feels it. That didn't help. But what did help, <laughs> what did help is knowing that the best you can do is hiding for everybody else that <laughs> you're actually a hack. And and <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. We're all hacks. It's just you gotta you gotta fake it till you till someone catches you. It's not even fake yeah. till you make it. You right, make right. It yeah. Until somebody catches you and calls you out. And then the then the consequences are just that everybody else knows that you're just like them. That's all that happens at that moment. Like, oh cool. You too, you too, huh? Oh yeah, okay, okay, cool, cool. We're all doing it, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was talking to one of my colleagues, and he was he was uh, nervous about going to GDC, and I was just like, "Don't worry about it. Like, whatever happens, happens. Like, you know, I'm I'm rolling into this. This is gonna be my first GDC, and just trying to do as much as I can and meet as many cool people as I can, and we'll just we'll see see where the cards lie, where they fall. Yeah, I mean. So GDC, I always tell people too, like if you're coming from abroad or you don't have enough money to come to GDC and it's between, you know, being able to, if you can get to San Francisco and find a place, which is like a nightmare in of it, that's, that's a whole nightmare to begin with. Don't worry about the past. You don't need a pass at GDC. You just need to come to GDC, especially if you're indie, you just need to come to GDC and hang out in the park and meet people. Just do your best to meet people. There's going to be circles of people and I guarantee the circle, those circles of people, only half of them know each other and they're just all chatting anyway. You know, try, just try and meet people, 
have a have a conversation, end up at ramen somewhere with someone, uh, and uh, and I guarantee you'll you'll start following each other on Twitter, and and then you'll have like a a new friend in a new community suddenly. You know, like GDC is just not about the conference itself. Like, of course, I love going to my friends' talks and supporting them in those talks, but um, if you can't get a pass, don't let it stop you from coming to San Francisco during GDC. So. Felix, I got accommodations for free because my friend lives out there. That's the best. That's like <laughs> number one. If you can manage that, you're like sitting pretty. That's like the the number one way to do it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I uh, I also have friends out there, so luckily I'm able to go. I I wouldn't be able to go to GDC. I've never I've never been able to go to GDC if I had to buy a pass and accommodations. I would have never been able to afford it. There's no way. Right, right, but I've been yeah. to every GDC. Uh, that since well not every obviously not every, <laughs> every, every, every GDC. GDC that I've been to every GDC sorry I worded that poorly every GDC that I've been to I've stayed with friends because it's just outrageous San Francisco is yeah. just crazy it's not yeah it's, I'm sorry it's 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 outrageous is what I meant but it's just not good so yeah yeah I um yeah my friends always talk about oh the indie hostel I was like ah. So uh, I, uh, I hate the indie hostel. Like, sorry, everybody that loves the indie hostel. Like I don't, A, I don't like sharing a bathroom. That's not my ideal. Yeah. Time. Don't like that. B, I don't love n- not having air conditioning. If it's hot, I don't like that. Uh, and it's late March, which means it's going to be nice in San Francisco, uh, which means it's just going to get baking hot in the, every one of those rooms. C, I don't, I snore. So I just don't want to ever impose that on anyone ever. And sharing a room with six other people and being the one that snores is just like my worst nightmare. That's just a terrible time for everybody. No one gets any sleep. Uh, and like, I don't love, I'm overwhelmed by crowds very quickly. You know, like mm-hmm. I go to show, it's my job to go to shows. It's my job to, to meet people, et cetera, et cetera. But I, my, that meter drains quickly. So I need to have a place that I can go. That's just me every day for like an hour a day, right? And Indie Hostel just doesn't provide that unless you have a private room. And then what's the point of staying in Indie Hostel because you've just paid the exact same you would as you would, you know, at a hotel or whatever. So right, yeah. for me, for the introvert, for the secret introvert, it is not conducive to a good GDC. But um, for a lot of people, they fucking love it. Like the parties that get thrown in that common room, I've been there. It's some, <laughs> yeah, it's a time and a half. So yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. And like you were saying before, of like just reaching out to people like, I'm super glad I started this podcast because, you know, it it led to me creating like a PAX panel series and things like that and meeting awesome people like Felix Kramer. Yay! Um, but like I uh, I think I, I responded to something you said uh, on Twitter about GDC and then Henry Hoffman, who I had on the podcast like two years ago at this point or like a year and a half, reached yeah, out to me. He was like, From hey, you, we right? should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It was like right as he like right when it released, I think, is when I talked to him. Cool. Um, and he was like, "Hey, we should meet up." And I was like, "Hell yeah, we should." Yeah, I mean, it happens, right? I mean, it's just GDC is such a it's a great time to reconnect with people. And and your second GDC is so cool. So your first one, you go and you're like, "Oh my god, I've never even made a game." People are going to ask me what I do, and I'm going to be like nothing because I'm a poser. Uh, (laughs) And then everybody else answers is like, "Yeah, I haven't really made anything in a while. I made a game jam." The other week, I was on Train Jam. A lot. That's like a number one answer that I noticed in the park is like, <laughs> okay, good. Made? I have a and, I have a can response. Then I'll say oh, yeah, I was yeah. on Train Jam. You're on Train Jam. That's I mean that's per, that's a great response. It's a totally legitimate response, right? And uh, which is another thing that I just I will not do because I just I need a bathroom, guys. I just need a bathroom. I need to be able to have my time alone in my bathroom without thinking that seventy other people need to use it or have used it in the past five minutes. Like it's just not a thing <laughs> that I want to know about. Um, but anyway, uh. 
Yeah, I Train Jam is great, and like the just having an answer, you know, just don't worry about answering with, oh, I'm just aspiring game dev. I haven't really made much yet. Um, these are my inspirations. Here's what I'd like to make. You know, like I, I someday I dream of making a game like of a like a cool tight platform. I played Celeste and it was so good, and I, I just want to make something like that someday. People are gonna be like red. Nobody's gonna be like, oh, you haven't made anything gross. And if they are, just walk away from them because they're not worth knowing. Like that's just that's just like. That person is not making friends fast anyway in the park, so don't worry about them. But um, And your second GDC is really fun because no one has any updates, right? Everybody's like, no, I'm doing exactly what I was doing last year. <laughs> <laughs> none of us have made – none of us has done anything. And if you have, it's great, and that's, that's something to celebrate. But, like, it's totally okay. Most of us haven't, haven't made any, any headway, or, or we still can't talk about the thing we're making, right? We're just like, nope, same as last right. year, just pitching or just, you know, just talking to people. Um, and, uh, and, and, and then, but you get to reconnect with people, right? You get to say like, oh, cool. I saw you last year. Totally don't remember your name or only know your Twitter handle. That's a lot. That happens a lot. Only know who you are by, tw- by a Twitter. I get asked like, are you Lego butts a lot? Are you Lego butts? Which is a great yes, question. Yes, I am. The, yeah. Cause if the answer is no, uh, which has happened a lot, there's, there's another, uh, person in the industry. We had the same haircut for a long time. Uh, and they also, uh, would get asked if they're Lego butts and they would answer no. And that's always a great moment what do you do in that moment right like oh <laughs> i guess i just asked you the weirdest question uh then you, you just later. go into this huge diatribe of like well you see so felix like likes yeah. lego so their twitter <laughs> handle is lego butts i don't even really know why i mean i mean i know why i t- pulled twitter for that twitter handle i asked Wait, really? i made the mistake yeah i made the mistake <laughs> So, so my previous Twitter handle was like 14 characters long or something, and people back in the back in the days of 140 characters, right. um, my friends were complaining. I mean, I didn't know anybody on Twitter back then, but my friends were complaining that it was just too long of a of a handle. They couldn't like tag me and someone else and tweet a thing, right? They had like four characters left at that point. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh right, well, well, let's let's try a different. Sure, I'll try a different handle. Uh, and I pulled Twitter. I was like before polls were a thing. I said, like, what do you think I should make my new Twitter handle? Uh, let's make it things I love. And they were like, well, you love Lego and you love butts. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? I do? I mean, uh, one I of those I, is true, I think. Uh, yeah, I guess I talk about butts, but, like, only because it's the one thing that, you know, most people have, and I can just mention it, and not, it's not a gendered, like, thing, right? Uh, it's like a body part that you can't, like, can't not everybody has a mustache. And, you know, I could right. say... Yeah, so so I was like, okay, well, butts and hold on to your butts is a good saying, and yeah, so I don't know, I don't know what happened, and I thought it was funny, and so here we are, years later, I have accidentally branded myself Lego butts, and I put it on real business cards, like real adult business cards, say Lego butts on them. Don't do it, kids. Don't do it to yourself. Be mindful of what you're branding yourself early. Uh, otherwise, you end up like me. Otherwise, I don't know Lego butts. It's pretty good. It's all right. It's it's you know when i'm 50 in a few years here <laughs> when i'm when i'm 50 and i'm not i'm no longer in indie games presumably um there i'm probably just gonna have to have to be okay with telling other business people that my my handle is lego butts uh, i don't know i, don't know I was scared that, yeah. for a second there i thought you were gonna say you're gonna retire it i was like no no i'm just gonna have to be okay with that like what i'm gonna do get rid of it i'm gonna have to be okay with it right so, yeah yeah. But you could you could have like a separate one. This is well, my this is my I've private. I've been trying to get I've been trying to get Felix Zone. Hold on, twitter.com slash Felix Zone. Because I really want 
They've never tweeted. I don't know who they are. They have three followers. Yeah. They joined in March 2009. It's their, that's it. I just, I want, I don't know how to contact them. I don't, how do you contact someone? Uh, can you do that? You, you, you just pull the rug from underneath. Hey, look, it's at Ward Video Games on Twitter. I'm trying to get to at Ward Games, but someone has it. So for a business, what you have to do is that you have to file a trademark first for <laughs> for your business name. And then you okay. go to Twitter and say, I have the legal rights to this name. Please give it okay. to me. Okay. So for a personal, it just is impossible. I just, there's I, no I have way no to idea. contact they them. Probably, yeah, they probably don't. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. What, about, what about Zone Felix Zone? Zone Felix Zone? Zone Felix yeah. Zone? zone. Oh, that's not bad, actually. I don't, I don't mind that at all. This has been Branding. <laughs> with Dylan and with Dylan and Felix, uh, uh, Zone Felix Zone is not taken. Shocker! Um, just, just grab it, grab it right now. Grab it right now. All right, all right, we're doing it. We're doing it. Zone Felix Zone. I wonder if I did dot Felix dot Felix dot Zone Felix. What if I just got Felix dot Zone? Like I don't think it recognizes dot. No, no, but just the word dot. Oh, Felix oh, dot yeah, Because yeah, yeah, yeah. that's my that's my. Um, yeah, that's your URL. That's my URL. That's my Earl. It's your Earl. Uh, my Earl. My Earl. <laughs> uh, how do you register a Twitter handle? I haven't done this in a while. You need, you need an email address. I haven't done this since uh, Jurassic's World. Okay, hold on. Let's see here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, we're really unpacking a lot right now. Hey, have you not seen Jurassic's World? No, my, no, no. Yo, my yeah, you, one. I saw a tweet. I was like, what What the fuck are we talking about? And then I like went down a hole. <laughs> Of that, and I was like, "Oh God!" <laughs> so, uh, listen, I'm telling you, Chris <laughs> Pratt and Blue are in love, and they have a loving relationship, a deeply loving relationship. And I, for one, am all for it. Um, Me too. You know what? I'm going to do this later. I can't do this and talk to you simultaneously. <laughs> what is multitasking? What are what know. are games? What are games? Super super jealous of Felix Zone. That's all I gotta say. It's a good one, right? It's good. It's I feel good. really good about it. Yeah, it's yeah. I, I'm a big fan of. Uh, I like. I mean, Jeff Gersman gave me that one actually. I was like, um, I was trying to come up with a new URL and just a website in general for my stuff. And uh, Jeff DM'd me and was like, Felix Zone is available. And I was like, I didn't even check because I assumed it wasn't. You know, I, I was like, I hadn't even looked because I made the assumption that there's no way that would still be available. So right. Yeah, so here we go. Yeah, it's 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 good. It's a good. Uh, I don't know. All the dot zones are good. I kept trying to get. Um, wait, do I own Polytron dot zone? Come on, I shouldn't say that on a podcast before I own it. Uh, this, <laughs> don't worry about it. It's it, it, I'm going to take forever putting this up. Okay, perfect, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, I, I'd like to imagine Jeff just like is registering every first name dot zone, just oh, so yeah. like he has them. <laughs> like the baby list like yeah. list of baby names <laughs> like, like, right, carl.zone got yeah, it yeah. all right phil.zone yeah. yeah uh that's actually pretty smart yeah no i should do that now i definitely owned thirst.zone and thirsty.zone i should yes. uh i should redirect thirsty.zone to waypoint hold on i wonder if i can do that <laughs> <laughs> i should do that right now thirsty.zone that was a really good laugh you've got a really great laugh thanks that's excellent um how do you? How do I redirect? I can do this here. Sign in. <laughs> it's beautiful. We're doing it. We're doing it. We're I'm, doing I'm it. on We're board. Gonna, I'm here board. for this. <laughs> does that? Does that domain the the thing that has the list of all the waypoint domains? Was it waypoint dot domains? Is that auto update? <laughs> That's a good question. Waypoint I'm gonna check. This, this is what Ooh, we're gonna do. You're gonna, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna redirect cool. it. 
Yeah. And then I'm gonna. Uh, Who owns Waypoint? Waypoint dot. Or it's not dot domain. It's not something like that. Let's see. Domains. What are your domains? How do I go to my domain? Ha- haunted dot domains is what it is <laughs> for all the Waypoint. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Good. <laughs> Giantbomb2.com redirects to waypoint.vice.com. Good. Um. Oh. Oh, I see. <laughs> uh, Forum.new.donk.city redirects yeah, to new.donk.city is like my favorite one for sure. That's like it's without so good. question the best one I think they've done. Um. Oh, I love all those people so friggin' much. It's just... They're awesome people. They're good people. I've gone down a hole. Just so everybody knows, <laughs> I'm currently trying to find out where the hell to verify my identity so that I can... <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, yeah upload this driver's license. Yeah, well, no, because it says <laughs> that I need to verify I am who I am. I am who I say I am. <laughs> this is the Popeye test, yes. To, it is, yes. <laughs> That's what they call it. That's what they call it. Yeah. Yeah. I am um, what I am. They, they, uh, personal to a private email. They're saying that it is currently, um, I haven't, I haven't verified for ICANN, you know, the internet corporation for oh, assigned yeah, yeah. names and numbers. Uh, type your gonna... IPv4 and then your IPv6 <laughs> to verify. To verify. Okay. Well, let's edit this. Let's edit this. That is not my address, so I'm just gonna do this. I'm not gonna say my address out loud on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, everybody, that's that's good. That's smart. N- not my address. Yeah. Or if you did, I could use the sensor bar, which I haven't used in probably like 50 episodes. Sensor cool. bar? You have a sensor bar? Yeah, it, you, you can, can like, auto like audition. You can generate that tone like really easily. I think it's boop. like a 10 kilohertz tone. Boop. It's just sorry. What the this oh my god why is the internet so complicated the other day i was uh we were we launched a new um uh polytron account yeah, or polytron.games and then uh polytron.game dot game yeah dot game or, singular or polytron, game yeah or polytroncorporation.com that's a little right. longer to type in but yeah so we uh i was like trying to figure out um a bunch of stuff for uh the website and like updating the i mean that website's 10 years old now now that Polytron has been around for 10 years, it's our 10th anniversary. God, I'm so old. Uh, well, we're so, we're ancient. Um, but yeah, so so I was trying to figure all that stuff out, and uh, I turned to Phil, and I was like, hey, Phil, um, where did you where did you host, like, where are the, where's the website hosted? And he looks at me and goes, where does the internet come from? <laughs> <laughs> it's just so a like, series of tubes, Felix. Fair, 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 fair. I don't know. I don't know, man. Like trying to explain hosting to someone who's never had to think about hosting before is like one of my favorite things ever. Like, it is. Like I'm just like, well, it's a series of. T- it's not a dump truck. That much we know. <laughs> it's not a dump truck. Uh, I was really and, hoping like Phil would have like pulled a drawer out and there was just a Raspberry Pi yeah, sticking in it. It was like partially smoking. It's like yeah, is yeah. it? It's been this forever. Yeah. That's actually what I was expecting. And instead, he was like, I don't deal with that stuff. And I'm like, that's fair. I'll deal with it no. now. So, um, mm-hmm. All right, thirsty.zone. Let's see it. Will you forward? How long does that take to propagate? I have happen? no idea. That's a great question. Just give me the IP address. Just give me the IP address. <laughs> Redirect. Redirect domain. 
All right, all right, all right. Well, this one's thirst.zone. We're going gonna... <laughs> to... Waypoint, what is it? What is, what is Waypoint? What's Waypoint.vice.com. Waypoint.vice.com. I believe. Maybe it's .net. <laughs> it's, no, it's waypoint.vice.com. We got this. Okay, okay cool. And then I'm just going to type that in here. And then I'm going to hit the checkpoint. And does that save it? Did it save it? <laughs> so how long does that take? Good. Uh, let's see. Do I If I go back to dashboard and back to domain list, will it tell me now? Thirst.zone. Manage. Okay. Let's this see. is riveting for everybody at home. I know. This is great. What are you talking about? <laughs> Thirst.zone, is that, where, is that what it was? Yeah, it's. It, I don't know how long it takes to... Uh, right. I'm just going to check it now and see if it does. It does! Probably, it's working! Yeah, it does it already! <laughs> so exciting. We did it, everybody. <laughs> Thirst.zone. Uh, oh, no, it doesn't work for me. Did it work for you? Yeah. It didn't work for me. Took me there. Did it? It took me to my destination. Are you sure? I'm, I swear to God, I typed in <laughs> thirst.zone. I'm gonna ask Twitter. Let's ask. Let's ask Twitter to help us with this. All right, Twitter.com. Hello, everybody. Felix. Can, all right, I have this can, plan. All right, you ready for this plan? Have it direct to Waypoint for like a week, and then have it then redirect to the Polytron site or Felix.zone <laughs> or or even better, oh, word, word games.com. <laughs> this is my guerrilla marketing campaign. Perfect. Perfect. Well, I don't know what I would do with people coming over to my, my site. I should really update my blog. I haven't updated it. I haven't posted a blog. I have like 12 drafts. Here's the thing about having a blog, everybody. I don't know if you knew this. Oh. Once you have a blog, you need to actually write blogs and the then go up on that blog. And it's fucking bullshit. It's like the worst. <laughs> it's not good. Like the most that I want to do, like when I stop working during a day after like 12 hours of friggin' working or whatever the hell I've done that day. It's not true. I don't do 12 hours. Work the first day. thing after, I want to do is write, blog. Do is write about how I fucking work that day. Right. So, so, um, I don't work 12 hours a day. Everybody just so everybody knows that is not a, I don't encourage crunch. Crunch is bad. Don't do crunch. <laughs> um, the, but I have been considering just starting a Lego blog yes. of me building my Lego stuff. And that's like right now in front of me, I've got this, uh, ship in a bottle that I haven't, I have not done yet, oh, but I really want have to you not do pulled today. the trigger on it yet. No, I haven't had a chance. Um, I've just been too busy with the Kickstarter stuff and other stuff. But um, yeah, so I'm very excited about about making this Lego. And I would love to, if I had a real camera other than just my phone camera or even just like a better phone camera, a more recent camera, um, I think I would take really beautiful photos and do like photo blogs of me building Lego. But uh, I don't know if anybody would actually be interested in that. Um, Oh, good. It's working. You're right. It is working. So many people are saying it's working. Waypoint. <laughs> yes. Waypoint. Waypoint's up. Yeah. Well, now we got to do Thirsty Zone. Okay, wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, this um, is the important shit. I mean, this is important. Uh, to, to, your li- to your live build thing, um, or I mean, I was going to say, Pat Bear does live builds on Twitch for Lego yeah, sets. Yeah, I used to do that, too. I definitely used to do that, and it was a lot of fun. Um. I used to, I think there's probably still, what was my, I used to do it on justin.tv. Remember justin.tv? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I used to do it on uh, Ustream. Remember Ustream? Yeah. Front page of Ustream. Yeah. Front page of Ustream. Yeah. So that's, that's where I used to, that's how long ago it's been for me. It's been sort of eight years since I, seven, seven, six, seven years since I, uh, 
Um, looks like it redirects to Bazinga.zone. That's a great tweet. <laughs> that's an excellent tweet. Oh, God, uh, that's so embarrassing. Yeah, I live, so, I live for this. Okay, there we go. Um, yeah, so I feel like uh, I feel like we got a lot done today. Uh-huh. I just want to let you know that even if this podcast only uh, lasts however long, sort of, if you, if you could only edit this down to 20 minutes of usable, usable conversation, let those 20 minutes be. Let it be known that we registered thirst.zone and thirsty.zone to redirect <laughs> to Waypoint. I yeah, feel I like don't, that's I, our greatest I don't accomplishment. Edit, I don't edit them down that much. Um, these go up pretty raw, just in, but you know, I just edit for clarification. So it, it's going to be the whole thing. It's going to be the whole thing, Felix. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, good. I'm so glad. Our, our entire journey of, uh, of talk, so, talking about games for a scant five minutes and then seeing what URLs we could redirect to uh i'm just saying we did good work today yeah we did very good work today we, we did god's work we did god's work, truly god's work <laughs> all right well i don't know don't know what to tell you otherwise i don't know have I, all right. have I not mentioned any games there's probably another game that i need to mention what else are we uh, working on it's, uh um uh we got genesis noir we have tunic yeah. we have yeah, uh got polytron sign up for polytron's newsletter to find out what we're doing next over at polytron.game I'm excited. I'm I'm signed up. I really like that that landing page. Thank you. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a very good minimalist. It's very in on brand with our minimalist sense of of design over there. Uh, yeah. Only if only I could get him to scope games that small. That would be really nice. Could, <laughs> Single page. Games that don't take five years to make with only two people working on them. Poor Phil. He's he did he they did so well. I don't. Fez should have never existed. By the way, it's it's so. It's so big and so good, and yeah, it's a we're lucky to have it. We should all feel lucky to have it in our it's, lives. It's a beautiful game. Yeah, uh, and uh, oh yeah, and I'm working on an unannounced thing. Um, expect more from me starting uh, GDC ish. I'll be announcing Ooh. another game that I'm working on. There's a team that I am part of that is a um, one of the members of, of uh, Campo Santo that made Firewatch um, spun off and started his own company, and so we'll be announcing. Uh, more stuff with that maybe by the time this is up i don't know when this is gonna go up but maybe by time we'll see i'm gonna try to say maybe before you leave on the joko cruise but oh then yeah for sure no 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 so we'll we'll be announcing more in in march we'll do more of a march announcement yeah sweet sweet yeah sweet so expect expect stuff there follow me on twitter for more there (laughs) at lego butts and then potentially in the future at zone felix zone at at maybe felix dot zone or zone felix zone or any of the other ones that i've maybe registered already who knows yeah so yeah awesome awesome people are asking me now on twitter.com if i intended it to go to waypoint none of you know me very well you're you must be new here (laughs) (laughs) i don't get it what's what's so funny I don't know if you meant to do this, Felix, but it's redirecting to a news site, and I just, yeah, not sure if that's, yeah. Are you, is is this Felix Kramer officially, like, supporting waypoint.vice.com? Is this? <laughs> yeah, do I, do my, my, my opinions not reflect the opinions of waypoint.vice.com? <laughs> <laughs> I have to put it in your Twitter bio My now. bio, yeah, yeah, definitely, uh, yeah. Oh, God. Anything else? Anything else? Uh, do we feel good? Um, do we feel good? I feel good. Uh, I wanted to ask, give me what, what's your favorite since we were talking about Legos. Give me your favorite Lego set uh, 
from your youth? Oh, from or, my youth. My, yeah. from my youth is tougher. From my youth is tougher. I um I had a lot of space police stuff. And I can't oh. uh yeah, space police was my jam. Hold on, let me look it up. Space police. Okay. Go that, to that would have been 1995-ish. Yeah. Um I had this ship that I was I was just so into. They're all every when I look back on them, so I don't know if you <clears throat> I don't know if you've seen the Lego movie. I love the Lego but, movie. It's one of my favorite yeah, movies. So, so you know the 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 call the shout out to all the parents was obviously Benny the character Benny that that had his spaceship right and he really yeah. wanted to build a spaceship and he couldn't build a spaceship and that's all he wanted to do and I think a lot of us that sort of were you know were parent you know we were of the parent age whatever that is these days whatever passes <laughs> for parent age these days uh, would have been taking our kids to the movie um, we're really waiting on him to build that spaceship and then we did and and Lego lo- released that spaceship as a as a set Benny spaceship that he builds in the movie as a set. Right. right, And it's so perfectly janky and like exactly what we built when we were growing up. Like it's so, it's got so much love in it and it is just so accurate to what we came up with as kids. And I, and this is like a weirdly universal thing. Everyone I've spoken to that agree that, that like has seen the movie and, and has bought that set and, and grew up with space police stuff or just spaceships in general, totally agrees. It's, it's so well done. So I think for me, my, uh, in my childhood, a lot of the space police stuff was really formative, but I got to say that, um, a gra- if you're not familiar with space police stuff, that's a great place to start. Like you may, the new space police stuff is very good. It's not as nostalgic. It's quite modern. And I love that they did that. It's a new generation. So bringing that, bringing a lot of the new space police stuff in new ish space police stuff in the past 10 years, um, is pretty cool, but man, Benny spaceship gotta say it's accurate. It's real yeah. good. It's got a lot of heart. Yeah. That's yeah. good. I like, uh, I don't know. Does it have like faded stickers on it and stuff? Like I know his helmet's cracked. His helmet's to, like, cracked. Yeah. Give it yeah, that extra jank. It doesn't quite, but it's got a bunch of pieces that you can't get as much anymore. Like it's got a bunch of the like clear pieces and stuff that you uh, like. Well, I still have a bunch of the like ugly that ugly clear yellow that tra- the uh-huh. transparent yellow stuff. Um, spaceship. Hold on, let me look at it. I'm super curious. Kids today actually. are spoiled with their Legos. Do they have like articulating Legos and Legos that light up? Like ah, uh, that this- stuff's so cool though. Why we had Lego that light up? Come on, we had we had Legos that like in the night late nineties. There were a bunch of Lego that um, had uh, sent like not sensors, but like little lights in them, bricks that had little cords coming out of them and shit. Like I don't even remember what that was, but I remember owning some of it, and it was rad. It was like very. But you're right. Everybody's spoiled these days. Let's be old. Everybody's super yeah, spoiled yeah, yeah. these days. Sorry, sorry, I forgot. I denied you some grump. I apologize. No, it's okay. Yeah, um, I apologize. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, maybe that maybe the old light up stuff was like part of like mind storms or something. I don't remember. No, I was, no, it uh, wasn't even. It wasn't even Mindstorms. It wasn't even Mindstorms. It was like, uh, fuck, now I gotta look it up. Was it the mm-hmm. underground guys? What were the guys that like did the the ro- the mining? The mining, the mining yeah. stuff was later. Mining stuff was two thousand and mining stuff would have been like two thousand eight. Uh, I think. Wait, really? No, it wasn't. Well, no, maybe was they the... brought it back. Maybe they brought a bunch of the mining Lego stuff back in two thousand and eight or so. What was um, called? It was called like rock blasters or like. Oh, um, power miners was two thousand and eight. Power that's miners. Like, yeah, that uh, stuff was like. Yeah, hold on. Power so, miners. Are you sure? Lego. Hold on. I was selling it in the in the store. I was selling it in the toy shop. I worked at a toy shop for six years, and it was the best because I got a discount on Lego. Yes. Um, right. Hold on. Power but, but, miners but Lego. There was a nineteen ninety nine. Rock raiders. Yeah. That's what. Rock, rock raiders. raiders. That's different. So so yeah, Rock Raiders was in nineteen ninety eight or nine or whatever that was. Power Miners was two thousand and nine. Power Miners is what I used uh, 
to make my my big daddy, my Bioshock. Um, oh, I made like a power. I made like a a prototype for a Mindstorms powered Big Daddy once. It was just a prototype. It wasn't. It didn't. I didn't make it fully, but uh, we really wanted it to to Bluetooth to like a little sister, um, and have it like seek her, like like move, like have That's it roll cool. forward, yeah, and have it like seek her. And we didn't end up getting it work working fully, but um, yeah, we I I bought a bunch of parts from Power Miners to like get the drill hand that shit. That's that was super cool. Hold on, Rock Raiders. Yeah. You know what? There's got to be. Hold on, elect electronic. Lego 90s, 90s yeah. electronic Lego. Yeah, my era was was the Rock Raiders. It was Adventure with Johnny Thunder. Ah, um, and it was uh, uh, Alpha Team. I had a lot of Alpha Team shit. Oh, Alpha Team! Did they brought was, that back too? Didn't they? Didn't they eventually bring Alpha Team stuff? Yeah, it was only like a couple years afterwards. Like they had like two, like three or four different revisions. They had like the first edition, and then the second one was like all underwater layer stuff. And then the third one was like all Arctic shit. And then I think like Oh, they they, they brought it back in two thousand nine or so as Ultra Agents. Did you ever see right. Ultra Agents? I that did shit not. was actually pretty sweet. It was like, um I think that stuff was awesome. Like I think it didn't sell very well, but I don't know why. I mean, I think because the sets were kind of precarious. They 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 did a lot of they were very articulate, so you so they fell apart a lot, right? That's the downside to having like very um Lego that does a lot of stuff and it has hinges and stuff, is as a kid you kind of just tear it apart. But um but they had the one thing I loved in Ultra Agents is they had uh, in the villains lair they had sharks. <laughs> they had Lego sharks. It's good. <laughs> I love Big Lego sharks so much. Yeah, Lego sharks. They're just so good. They just have like a hingy mouth, and they were robotic, so they weren't just like regular sharks. They looked and they had lasers attached to their heads and stuff. Oh god, it was just so good. It's just a good time. Oh. Telling you, Lego. This anyway. just in. Lego Legos are still good. Yeah, yeah. Breaking news. Breaking news. <laughs> Unpopular opinion. I think Legos are still good. <laughs> All right, Felix. I think that's a good place to wrap it up on Legos are good. Legos <laughs> okay. are still good. Legos are still good. .com. Yeah. Dot com. Yeah. Dot zone. Dot zone. Yeah. Legos are still good. Dot zone. Redirect. Actually, that should be my fucking blog. Yes. Legos are still good. That's what we zone. should do. Yes. Yeah, let me just register that. That's good. We're getting so much done today on the internet. Oh, I'm so proud of us. Just a, a weekly check-in with Dylan and Felix. Just <laughs> tell you about how productive we are. Yeah, have me on this podcast all the time. Yeah, have we'll, we'll get time. Will on when he's back from his friggin' honeymoon, the selfish Whatever. bastard. Jeez, jeez. I'm disappointed in him for abandoning us. I'm not going to lie. I don't know what to tell you. He when does he come back, at? actually? When, when does he come back? I have no I'll idea. I'll be on again. It's... If you guys will have me again, I'll be on oh, again. Oh, sure. of course we will. Oh, that's so sweet. You know, you don't have to. Oh, no, I'd love to. You're awesome. I'm putting you on the spot. I'm putting you on the spot here. So. No, don't worry about it. You should have me on after GDC when I've got like, exciting shit to talk about. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Let's sign off here on the recording and then we can wrap up off, off air. Sounds good. All right. Thank you again, Felix. Thank you for having me. <laughs>